Welcome to God's Toolbox. Today is part two of our four-part series on relationship issues. Our topic today from God's Toolbox, the Bible, is celibacy and sexuality. That's right. We're going to talk about S-E-X, sex. So let's get started. Have you ever noticed rules like weight and height limits on amusement rides? That's because that item was built for a certain purpose, for a certain demographic. That's how it is with sex. God made sex for the purpose of pleasure and intimacy between a man and a woman after the marriage covenant was put in place. It was to be a beautiful coming together by those in love to accomplish consummation and trust where the two become one and procreation, which just means having children to continue to populate the earth or as the Bible verse says, to be fruitful and multiply. But so often Man turns something good into something bad. In a lot of cases, sex has been perverted and changed into basic carnality, temporary pleasure and fulfillment, an ugly idol in our society. Because of this, problems have arisen. Things like sex trafficking, where young girls and women are basically kept as sex slaves and sold to buyers for personal gain. There are many sexually transmitted diseases that occur because of the misuse of sex. And then there is sexual trauma from rape, molestation, sexual abuse, and the like that can cause mental and physical problems for victims years to come. Sometimes sexual encounters result in children being birthed into poor and unfair conditions. And then there are cases where the sex act causes a mental bond that one of the partners cannot seem to break, causing possessiveness, stalking, and an irrational obsession with that sex partner. But Bad sex can also occur within the marriage itself. Well, that's a lot of bad stuff about sex. But if God ordained sex, what does the Bible say about it? Well, the Old Testament doesn't exactly talk about sex itself. But in Exodus chapter 21, in Deuteronomy chapter 17, we see verses that allude to the fact that it is a great responsibility to be married and having many wives may be burdensome. These verses were probably written because in those days, polygamy was practiced. Men had several wives and had sex with all of them and even with concubines who are women whose main purpose was to produce heirs. This may have been legal and accepted in those days, but we know that it caused many problems for those involved 
jealousy, heartbreak, and many other problems. Abraham had sex with Sarah's handmaiden, Hagar, with Sarah's consent, and that union produced Ishmael. Having sex with his wife, Sarah, produced Isaac. But today, in the Middle East, descendants of Ishmael and Isaac are fighting each other for territorial rights. The act of sex is a powerful thing, and it's not to be taken lightly. It can cause all sorts of problems. Fornication and adultery are sex acts that are listed as sins in the Bible. Fornication is having sex without being married. Adultery is having sex with a person that you are not married to while being married to someone else. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18 and 19 says, Run from sexual sin. No other sin affects the body like this one. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Song of Solomon is perhaps the most controversial book of the Bible. It is a pastoral love song full of imagery between Solomon and his Shulamite bride. It is idealized love between two lovers, but expresses that real love can and will only become a reality in the kingdom of God by our God whose character is love. The consummation of their marriage is at the very center of the book. Chapter 3 is the climax of the story. It communicates that God intended and designed sex within the covenant of marriage to be good and to glorify him. That's right. Sex was God's idea, and he fully ordains it in the right circumstances. But Song of Solomon, chapter 3, verse 5, says, Don't excite love. Don't stir it up until the time is right and you are ready. In other words, it warns, us, it warns us not to just have casual sex. Sex is a big responsibility, and age alone is not a qualifier. Wrong sex is a sin and one that can bring grave consequences. But remember, Christ died for us, and if we believe on him, we can confess all sin, and he is faithful to forgive us. Don't let sexual sin trip you up. But if it has, confess your sin and move forward. Perhaps a period of celibacy is in order. Celibacy is not having sex for the purpose of consecration of oneself to God, 
with an undivided heart. Maybe you should have a period of celibacy and then allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Remember, when it comes to relationships, you can have sex in ways that are fulfilling, good, fun, and generous, or you can have bad, harmful, and dangerous sex. Let's make sure that we are having good sex the way God intended. Join us next Thursday for part three of our four-part series of relationship issues where we explore divorce and remarriage. God bless you.